0: get a job
1: work hard
0: and one day you can retire and do the things you want
1: that's the typical formula for daily life in the modern world
0: and it works for lots of people this kind of life is perfect
1: but it's not for us and i'm guessing that it's not for you either
0: i'm david alan patali
1: and i'm carmen alan patali And together, we run the content company Red Platypus.
0: I'm also a published fiction author.
1: And we have two young daughters who keep us on our toes.
0: We've both said no to well-paid jobs in favour of pursuing our creative paths, and we want to walk them with you.
1: Freelancer, digital nomad, artist, creative, self-employed,
0: whatever
1: you want to call it, if you work for yourself and want to keep it that way, Or want to be free from the nine to five and don't know where to start, we want to help.
0: We're going on a journey to speak to committed creatives, people who are all in, who have made highly successful businesses out of their creativity, and ask them how they do it while retaining the magic.
1: Because while we think inspiration is good, we've come to learn that process
0: is vital. Welcome to the Committed Creative Podcast. Your toolkit for the creative life you want.
1: Here's to going all in and becoming a committed creative.
2: Have you ever thought
1: about launching a business that doesn't yet exist? I don't mean the business that you're going to launch, because obviously that doesn't exist yet, but I mean a business that's never been heard of or done before. Well, this week on the podcast, I interviewed Tracy Murray, who did exactly that. She's also known as the glasses lady, and she styles people into wearing stylish eyewear in custom frames in one to two hours. So forget the standard walking into the optometrist and feeling pressured to buy a pair of frames that perhaps you're a bit dissatisfied with when you get home. Tracy does things differently. And to tell you more, I've got her on the podcast. So without further ado, let's jump in. Well, hi, Tracy, and welcome to the Committed Creative Podcast. Thanks so much for coming on today.
2: You're very welcome. Thank you for asking me.
1: <laughs> for those of us who don't know you, what is it that you do? Could you just explain to everyone who the glasses lady is?
2: Okay, it's, it's quite different. And, and a lot of people say, is this a thing? You know, because it really wasn't a thing until now. So generally speaking, people would go to their optometrist have their eyes tested, and then come out and um, look at glasses within that practice that they've gone to. Um, and often they feel that they have to buy from where they have their eyes tested, um, which is not the case. So you can have your eyes tested anywhere. And you can just ask for a copy of your prescription, and you can shop around. Um, so I've been in the industry for over 30 years um and seeing the way that the industry has gone which is now more of a retail uh, establishment um i was sort of losing the passion that i had to to use the utilize the skills that i have within a retail environment um and often i would find that people would walk out with a gla- pair of glasses that they'll say oh they'll do mm. you know mm, if, if this is it that's the best of whatever they've got here. So I, I actually took three months to think about what I wanted to do. And so I set up this business. So with the glasses lady, you go and have your eyes tested at your optometrist, bring the prescription to me and I style you. So I use my styling skills to style you into eyewear according to your features and personality. Um, we then look at the prescription I analyze the prescription and find a visual solution for your prescription so it's not just lens a b or c I will customize it around what your needs are so both visually and cosmetically we have a nice package of you finding a pair of glasses that you you love Um, so the other niche to me as well is that I custom make or, oh, I have a frame maker called Roger Henley who custom makes eyewear for me. Um, and we can look at the styles that he's presented to us, and we have over 300 colours to choose from. You can choose a different colour for the front, a different colour for the side, as you can see on mine. Oh, I know you, they'll not see when they're on the podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you can there's a different color for the front, a different color for the side, and the most importantly size to fit. Mm. So I get people come to me that are, um, you know, I have ladies who have only been able to buy men's frames, because mm. the the ladies quite are too small. Um, so they're walking around in a masculine looking frame that's not very feminine, that doesn't make them feel beautiful. Um, And for me, it's important that when they put on the glasses, that they actually feel confident and they look beautiful in what they're wearing. So I can size a feminine frame to fit these ladies and have done and make it much wider. I can make the bridge much smaller, and then we can choose the real feminine colors to go with that shape and design. Mm. Um, And then, you know, it's incredible that I've had people cry when they put the glasses on, because for the first time in their life, they're actually loving what they're seeing when they look in the mirror. Mm. Um, And that's why what I do now is my passion. Um, And I spend at least an hour and a half to two hours with each person uh, to give them the full service of a full styling uh, consultation, along with um, the optical advice that I can give them having been in the industry for forever. (laughs) Um, And using a local WA lab has been um, really good. They're they're based in Sydney, but they've got a WA presence here as well. And um, they're an independent lab, which Mm. means that we all work together closely to find the best outcome for each individual. Um, I think a lot of my clients love it here because it is a one-to-one mm. it can be a group booking which is fun and a lot of the ladies when I, I do a group booking they might come with with mom daughter friend or I had a GP who invited a lot of her professionals um there were seven of them together and I took along another dispenser to help me that day uh, but I still do all the styling um because everyone, every single person represents my business and when they go out there I want them, not only do I want them to look and feel beautiful and have confidence to go out there and say, look at me, Um, I want people to notice that they do look different. They, what's what's happened? You know, they look younger and, and people stop them in the street. They stop them in the shops on the train. And, you know, it's really, really interesting how clients will message me and say, someone's just stopped me in the supermarket to ask where I got my glasses from, <laughs> you know, and it is becoming a bit of a signature brand because mm. it's it's different. We're not, we're styling for the individual, not for one in 20, mm, um, Yeah, you know, which is what you get. It's
1: interesting, isn't it? Because so many people, they'll spend longer choosing a dress to wear to a party, which they'll probably wear once or twice than they do spending time looking at glasses that they're probably going to wear for you know a few years
0: it's really
2: it is really interesting and I was asked to um give a talk to um a group called smart women Mm -hmm. um, and it was about relationship with glasses and you're absolutely right um the one thing I would say to my clients is or to an audience if I was doing a presentation is how, ho- how often do you need your eyes to see? Mm. Then the next question is, do you need glasses? Mm. If you need glasses, and you know that you need your eyes from the moment you wake up to the moment you sleep, and you need your eyes to see clearly, whether it be for the distance or near vision or computer, then that will put a value on that item that you're buying. Um, because a lot of people do buy just one pair. Mm. Um, and it needs to be right. It needs to reflect your personality. Um, you need to love it. You really need to love that item. And it shouldn't be um, about Or oh, I'm going to get a fully covered pair. Mm. You know, um, the, the whole health industry um, has gone down the marketing of um, fully covered. Pairs of glasses, and yes, I can fully cover pairs of glasses, not the custom made, but I do have a family brand that means that if people come to me and they are working to a budget, I will still style them for free, but I will make sure that um, it's the best of what we've got to, you know, to what their budget is. Yeah. So I'm not saying that I don't do that, but. Um, I don't price my frames because I go through my range of frames and it may well be that it's the cheapest frame that I do, or mm. it may be that we need to custom make to find the best colors, the yes. best size, the best shape, um, that works for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it really, you know, the industry has got this fixation on fully covered. Now you've got X amount of money, say mm. you've got $200. To put towards a pair of glasses then it's like do you want that pair of glasses to reflect yeah. you people look at your face yeah all the time all the time and yeah. i always people say that my glasses are my makeup yeah yeah so if you put and another lady said to me it's the cheapest facelift i've ever had i <laughs> <laughs> love that. I know i did as well actually she put it on there as um uh, in, a, in this sort of when she Uh, gave me a a little writer which was nice and she actually put that on there (laughs) I thought if that's the way that makes her feel and she by the way she did look and does look a lot younger in the colorful pair of glasses Mm. um, than what she had before and you know and they weren't the custom made actually but they were out you know out of the fully covered range Mm. Um, but the value that you put on that
1: yeah
2: it's phenomenal you put those glasses on you feel incredible it doesn't matter what you wear you you look in the mirror and you think yeah yeah i look great you can't put a value on that
1: yeah that's so true so what were you doing before you started the glasses lady were you working in an optometrist
2: i've worked in optometry for 32 years oh wow (laughs) (laughs) so i run a practice in the uk um for, um, a very long time, 20 odd years, can't remember exactly, 20 odd years. And, um, I then came to, came to Sydney first and I worked for, um, another optical company, um, not an independent and I'm not going to name names cause it wouldn't be right to do so. Um, but we were, we were so far apart. Mm. So far apart. When, when you're told that um, I was questioned how long I spent with a lady, and I said, "Yeah, she's been coming in every month for the last five months, for so the ten minutes allotted slot," and nobody's actually sat down with this lady to talk to her to find out what her problems were. Um, by the way, she was crying, mm. um, and they said that they would rather give a refund.
1: Oh my goodness! And I was like,
2: "Well, in all my years of optometry." if I had to give a refund, I would feel I failed the patient.
1: Mm.
2: And they just said, well, we're about quantity, not quality. (gasps) So um, I took a deep breath. I'd only been in the country five weeks. I took a deep (laughs) breath. I went outside and thought, how the hell am I going to tell my husband that I'm checking my job in that I've just got. So I, um, yeah, I just went back in. I just said ethically and morally, we are so far apart. I cannot work for you. Mm. Um, Good for you, for signing
1: up for what you believe in.
2: I just had to. I mean, I, I come out of there um, and the deer marked me for franchise, and there I've got emails and they asked me why. So I gave them a very long email back as to why I couldn't, you know, we, we just weren't aligned whatsoever. And um, I got a job straight away working in the lab for a company called Essilor who make Berylux lenses. I had a wonderful um eight months with them and but we wanted to get to perth my um our two sons were living here in perth and so we we made the move to to perth and i i got a job straight away with a, a an independent firm and worked for them for seven and a half years and and i was very happy i must say that you know the family i worked for um they were a lovely family but covid hitters Mm. and my husband lost his job Mm. and he um I had to say to the um company I work for if you drop my hours I won't have a choice I will have to leave because we're down to one wage um and they drop people's hours down and so I got another job with a company online um employment for my optical skills and that didn't work out mm. because they was in, it was a reminder of what the first job in mm. Australia was and we didn't align at all. Um, yeah, when you're told to take your optomed off, enter the numbers and stop caring. Um, that was a time for me to come home and cry in my yeah. husband's arms and say, what, what on earth is, is happening? You know, And um, he said, well, it's okay, I've got a job now. So, um, you know, people were looking after us somewhere and um, I left this company, we parted company. And I took a few months to think about what I wanted to do. I did get job offers from other optical companies. Um, But I sat down and thought, if I'm going to do this, if I'm going to continue in the optometry industry, um, I want to feel passionate about it. I want to feel um, that I'm doing the job that I want to do, that I love doing in the way that I want to do it. And it was how the hell do I start my own business and and do that in the way that I want to do it? And of course, financially, how do you um, start and do that? So I spoke to a few different people in the industry, um got some very close friends in the industry who are incredible um dr mark lucy optom is just an incredible um friend and person as well and andre rebacker is the lab manager annie's uh, an incredible person as well and lots of friends in the optical industry around me just all rallied around and believed in me and and wanted me to be successful So when I started it, it started um, just sort of slowly, not really, not knowing my true direction initially. Um, And I kept saying to um, lab manager, I want a frame maker. I need to find a frame make. I need to be excited by the whole styling process Um, because I would style people. Then I'd look at the frames and think, "Mm, Mm hmm, hmm. and get really frustrated because there wasn't color there wasn't vibrance there wasn't the shapes that i liked and it was really getting frustrating and then i met roger henley and it was like um a child in a lolly shop it was like all oh, my dreams have come true it was how did you meet him um through andre from the lab manager he introduced us and um he's over in adelaide
0: mm-hmm.
2: so the the other tick was in australia, australia. Yeah made yeah. um, incredible quality of acetate material. Um, it, it, it was just I was just so excited that it just this was like a few months after starting my business. So really, it sort of kicked off the way I do it now, mm. probably in March 21. Um, and in the last few months, I went over Um, to New South Wales, to the optical show, the biggest one um, in Australia, it's once a year, looking for something in between. So looking from the custom made to the frames. (laughs) Uh, I wanted colour, I wanted vibrance, I wanted shape, but with a price point that was a little bit more affordable Mm. for those that couldn't afford the custom made um and i was walking round and round and looking and there were some beautiful ones but then they were more expensive than custom made so oh, that wow. was was no point no um and then i've turned a corner and found um this collection called the elusive miss lou and i sat down and i'm looking i'm thinking oh these are what i'm looking for it fits the because I work closely with Your Colors. Your Colors is a styling company. Mm. Um, Debbie Wheatman is the owner. She's an author as well. She's incredible. And they style people into seasons of colors.
1: Yes, yes. So
2: yes. Uh, I wanted the frames that go with the seasons of uh. colors. And this range, along with my custom made, puts it right there. You know, it, it just ticks all the boxes. And when she told me the story, it, it was a young man who's, got more out of retirement and she sits on Avalon beach designing and getting inspiration from the Australian landscape. Oh, to design the frames and it's fabric on acetate. So, um, you can see that for me, it's, it, I've got to feel it. I've got to feel that that frame is going to be perfect on someone. Um, and I don't want to just make do with anything i want mm. i want the best you know and i'm willing to go out there and find colors and and find different and you know and make sure that the glasses lady is not just another optical company that you'll go along and you're just going to get your fully covered frames mm. and do because that i'm just getting them because they i'm not yeah, paying yeah. them in the, they'll but they'll do they'll just a functional yeah. pair and yeah. um, that's not I'm, you at all <laughs> it's not me me at all you
1: um, mentioned that you style people on their personality as well can you explain yeah. a little bit more about that
2: yes because sometimes um colors so I style people with colors as well so colors are what bring out the best in your skin tone that that bring out a feature like your eyes um and your skin tone and makes it have a glow and makes your eyes pop mm. but sometimes that color may not match their personality so they may not want something quite out there they yeah. may want a colour that's a little bit more subdued um that that's sort of stepping them out the comfort zone a little bit but not crazy
1: yeah yeah um,
2: <laughs> really but then some i oh, got a lady and i love her she come in and she was like a um a burst of colour she walked through the door and she got color amongst color amongst color and it was oranges and pinks and, and and I was like oh my god and she was just amazing and she walked in and I knew that it was going to be an exciting consultation <laughs> um and she is wearing glasses that other people wouldn't wear mm. and that's her personality yeah, and yeah she carries it and she's got the confidence to wear it and you know and, and this is the, the thing is that she gets noticed everywhere she goes. Mm, mm. And this, for me, it's sort of someone comes to me, I'm very conservative. I had a life coach um, come to see me, um, who said to me, uh, "I'm very conservative." And she's got a very sort of tortoise-shell generic shaped frame, and she was anything but... <laughs> but that's why I call it a journey so it's a journey of finding you yeah. and bringing out the real you and during that journey of and it must have been three hours in the end right. we, styled, we styled two pairs of glasses and um she has been noticed because of her glasses that's awesome and she says she says that her journey started with a pair of glasses <laughs> Then she got styled into a clothing and now she's 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 on podcasts all the time <laughs> um, she just bounced out of bed uh, podcasts in the morning and um she's just incredible and it, it's really nice for me to know that I was a part of that journey mm. um and because is there anyone else who does what you do not to my knowledge mm. it's hard to find someone who's got the styling skills that I've got as well as the optical skills, mm. bringing that that the two together um, is is not something that you come across very often. And no. um, and I'm fortunate to have both, but you've got to have an eye. So you may be a stylist, but if you haven't got the eye to bring out the best in some in someone's features, or find that personality that's wanting to break out, but doesn't really know mm. How to break out? Um, it, it's for me moving forward. I want to find someone to work with me. Mm. Who's going to have the same passion? Who's got the same eye for detail? Yeah, I can learn them the optics. Yeah, um, but I need someone that can, um, as the business builds, who is going to be a mini me. Yeah, um, yeah. And it was interesting because an, an older lady said to me. Uh, what happens when you retire? I said, Oh, I can't see me retiring till, like, in a box, you know? And she said, yeah, but you need to leave a legacy. You need someone yeah. to carry on the good work that you're doing. Um, because it's on the, on the flip side of all this styling is it's a great environment for people with, um, medical conditions, you know, who've, who've got, um any anxiety issues Mm. you know for um people with ADHD Mm. or autism that don't cope well in a busy environment yeah um they can come along to me I have soft music I have a relaxing sofa I can make them a drink um I also
1: don't feel pressured to buy the glasses really quickly like when I've chosen glasses in the past it's been like oh just make a decision and get out (laughs) that's how it feels anyway
2: you're not on your own a lot of people say that which is why I make sure that I keep my consultations um two hours apart
1: Mm.
2: so it's not about me rushing you into making a decision it's about you relaxing Mm. in the environment and enjoying the whole um consultation because it's it's a nice it's a bit of a pamper session in some yeah, respects. It yeah it's a nice relaxing environment it's it's like things like i've got a range of tints that are comfort tints for medical conditions so mm. if you suffer from migraines or adhd or macrogeneration, um lots of that help comfort at nighttime. i had a young man with tics and adhd yeah. he messaged me and said thank you so much tracy he said that i my tics were a lot better and i had a good night's sleep Wow. um, so it's more than just, yes, visually, mm. I for the glasses, um because mine are different, and it's not something that you find in the stores, mm. um but there's way more to the glasses lady than the actual styling process, mm. yeah um, there's a lot of care goes into finding that solution visually as well.
1: How creative do you feel your work is, what you do with people? Is it very creative? Oh, yes.
2: Well, because of Roger Enley who I dearly love, um, he's made my job very creative. Mm. Um, and it really is um, one of the questions I ask when we do our consultation okay. is think about what your style is now, and where you would like to see your style, but you don't know how to get there. Mm. So it's like we talk about where we start. I had a lady at the weekend, very conservative frame, not doesn't want to push out the boundaries whatsoever. We had a chat. um, It was an open day on Saturday, but we had a chance she's coming back for a consultation. She won't be going conservative. She will be going for something that's a different uh, design, but with a subtlety in the colours. So it's that's the um, that's the journey that we go on is to, to, and the different personalities that you find Mm. is that, yes, there's somebody there saying that, you know, I'm, I'm on doing podcasts, I'm doing webinars. I need to be noticed, but, oh, I'm not sure if it's me and, Mm. you know, will it reflect me? And, and it's not about getting from A to B as fast as possible. It's about taking the journey slow. Um, and maybe this time with the health fund they can use to go one little step. And then next year, get another a pair. Bit further. It's a little bit yeah, more um, a little bit more brave and a bit more colour. Because colour definitely is a younger look for the ladies. So for you, ladies, we're in fifties <laughs> and nearly sixty, like me. Um, you need to look at um, colour. Um, the you know the translucent, clear frames that is being you know put out there all over the media is not great for the more maturing lady. Mm. Um, It really can be quite aging, as can frames that point downwards, frames that go upwards a little bit um, in the top corners can give a lift on the jawline and can be more youthful beautiful as well well
1: you look a lot younger than someone who's nearly 60 so I think it's definitely working for you with your bright red <laughs> frames
2: I feel struggle in the morning so when I get up at 7am it's like oh I feel about <laughs> <laughs> 90.
1: No, you look great so what else should people keep in mind when they choose glasses is it about the way they're that like their face shape or what
2: what else do people need to note so face shape is really important as well um it's important to, if you've got a very square shape face, then to put too many square angles on the frame is going to make it look even more square and and not quite often masculine as well. Mm. Um, It's sort of the opposite. So if you've got like a rounded shape face, you need angles to balance the the sort of fuller face up so that it's um, a little bit more flattering as well. Um, But not everybody has the perfectly shaped oval, round, square, heart, they, they're often a little bit of one and a little bit of the other. Mm. Um, and That's why it's finding the right shape that actually is, is going to complement them in all areas, the same as if, if you get a shape frame that's a little bit too narrow, and the face carries on, mm. it's going to make your face look big. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're wearing your younger sister's glasses or something yeah <laughs> so it's important that we get the balance of the shape of, uh, the width of the glasses right if you've got a shorter face wearing them too deep shortens the face even more mm-hmm. if you've got a longer face you need more depth in the frame because otherwise it can make the face look even longer if your frames in it really narrow so um, there's there's a lot to look at when styling. It's not just try that frame on. Will yeah. that do. You know, it, it's the whole picture, and it's it's what, how we can make you look beautiful. Mm. Uh, and you put them on, and you feel it as well. You've got to feel it, and I've got to feel it. It's like I had a lady the other day. I'm just not feeling it, and then I found what I wanted, and I was like, now I'm feeling it.
1: You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So, how do people find out about you?
2: Um, well, this was a, a journey for me that was, um, it blew my mind. When I first started, I didn't know about Facebook, didn't know about Instagram then there's TikTok, I thought TikTok was a band, I had no idea, <laughs> a social media platform. And I'm still not, I'm still not on, uh, I'm on TikTok, but I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's been a massive learning curve at the age, I mean, I've started at 57, I'm 59 now. For for like, for people at my age, we didn't grow up with computers. Mm. Um, I, computers came into school, in my last two years of school, and mm-hmm. that was where you had punch cards that you took to a big machine in in the city and and put them into there to for this program. So computers were not, you know, we didn't grow up with them. So for um, people of my age, it's it's um, it's challenging. Um, it's been an incredible journey for me to self educate. Um, I've had some incredible help from. Um, the Up Business station um, program. that's been awesome as well. There are people out there that really do help. Sarah Thompson, incredible um, skills. she's I've been on a one-to one with her for canva, um, Instagram, um, you know, Facebook, just to teach me skills um, that I can try and go away and and learn. So for me, for getting to people to know who I am, networking, I get out there, I'm part of a lot of groups, the Wannerwood Business Association, June Deluk Business Association, We Inspire, Wonderful Ladies Group. Anybody that's wanting inspiration, check them out. Um there's I'm part of a lot of different groups that I I put time aside to network
0: mm. and get to know
2: people um, because I would like them to know me too and know what I'm about as well. Yeah, I, that I care. More than anything, that's the 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 big and the most important part of my business is that I care about people, um, and then it's um posting on Facebook and Instagram, mm. um, and I try and post daily, um, to keep yeah, well done, keep me, um, my presence around because I don't have a store, I don't have um, yeah, yeah. not in a shopping uh, mall or, um, or on a high street store. I'm I'm just me. At home or in the office, trying to to do what I do best. And uh, is it mainly women who come to
1: you, or do some men come as well?
2: Men are coming to me now, which is That's interesting. Great. The wives yeah. are bringing the men, but I'm getting, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting more and more men coming now. Um, predominantly women, because women generally um, do accessorize a lot more. You know, with the handbags, mm. shoes, and glasses are a very important accessory um so but more and more men now are coming and the custom making so which is so good you know that they, they're not some are very reserved um still very reserved but there's a lot more men now showing interest and wanting custom made because they're getting bored of the blues the grays you know the tortoiseshell they're wanting color in their life too uh, and why not you know so yeah
1: And have you always been interested in fashion yourself?
2: Yeah. 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 yeah, Right from being young. Um, I've been very interested in fashion. The eyewear industry has been at the forefront from being in my twenties. Um, a lot of my styling came from my optical side, um, because, um, the company that I work for that's no longer there now. Um, yeah, they were at the forefront of. of In the UK? In the UK. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. So that's where all my initial training was done um, with them. But, uh, and you don't stop training, you don't stop learning, you don't stop no. um, being creative. Yeah. Um, and partnering with I myself, partnering, but um, collaborating with your colours, mm. just a lovely connection um a lady from well they had a lady from busselton who'd had her colors done she then went the next step where she went shopping um with one of their stylists um, so she drove up from busselton went shopping with one of their stylists mainly Karen up, um, and then she came to me in the afternoon to create a pair of glasses um and then drove back to busselton amazing yeah, I had a lady come from, um, she flew in to see me, and she actually bought five pairs of glasses. And I was, wow. like, I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> I was, I was backpedaling, broom, sorry, from broom. So yeah. I was backpedaling, peddling, um, say, you know, with, oh, well, look, what we can do is we can choose colors and shapes and designs for one pair. And then we can choose some for moving forward that you can just ring and say, can you make that pair up for me to save you time? um but she had both made and she sent me some wonderful before and after pictures Amazing. and she said, she's getting stopped all the time that's so cool yeah and she she wears them according to what color she's wearing so she's in a blues she'll wear a blue and green pair she's in sort of a more autumn shades of browns and um oranges she wears a, a orange color pair um yeah so it's great yeah and yeah. um
1: where do you get your inspiration from is it just when someone walks in the room then you start to look at them or do you sit down with them first and chat and then see how the personality would go with a certain pair of glasses or how does it work how does the whole consultation process work
0: as soon
2: as soon as i can see people when i'm just shopping i'm thinking oh hmm, maybe i know what i could do for her <laughs> you know, it's, it's really an obsession really because it's like i do see people all the time and even my husband's even noticing now which is quite funny and he'll say she's not got a good pair of glasses and you could help her couldn't you know um which is interesting but as soon as someone walks through the door I'm already got my uh, my sort of inspiration is going for and my creative skills are all running around in my mind of of what's going to work um and often my first instincts is also great Starting point, mm. and we end up going back to that. Um, but there are some surprising ones where we start off with certain colours, and then I, I just think, I know what will work. But will they like? Are they ready <laughs> to take that step? You know, yeah. that's what I think will look absolutely um, incredible. They may not be ready for that yet. So we, I do have to um, listen and pay attention to and and sort of analyze what they're saying to me. And that's why it is a journey, because when you walk in with this idea of hiding behind glasses or being very conservative, it's completely different at the end of it. And I just Mm. love that, that I can be a part of bringing the best person outing you bringing that person that's been laid dormant that really wants to get out there really wants to wear color and not not being in the dark shades all the time, not the blacks and the blues wants to. um, experiment, but really they put them on and because they're not the right shade of red or they're not the right shade of blue or green they don't work, so it needs to be the right shade of color for them to feel like, well, actually, yeah, that's really nice. Mm. You know? and, and this is what happens during the process is that it's not just blue, for example, somebody who's um, winter colors will wear a really royal blue or really bright blue. Um, but somebody who's in the spring colors couldn't wear that color. Mm. Um, it would be a completely different blue. Um and then once they've got the right blue on, then they'll go, actually, yeah, that's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So they yeah. may not have wanted the colour initially, but once you show them the right shade mm. of that colour, or the right shade of red, or the right shade of green, then they they know they're in the right direction. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's
1: your passion really comes across, but are there any days that you feel a little bit challenged? Like have there been many challenges since starting your business a couple of years ago
2: look the, the challenge for me is being patient mm. not with my patient, not with my clients but waiting for the big business to grow
0: mm.
2: and um I, I wanted to help so many people overnight and somebody said to me um there was talking about um how does your success looks like look like and for me it's not the dollars in the bank it's how many people are out there wearing my glasses Feeling beautiful, and when they look in the mirror and they smile, I smile too, and that is, for me, that's that has been the one thing that I want it to happen. Now I want, I want when I see people out there in the wrong glasses, I want to help them, you know. And that's been the challenging part has been being patient and waiting for it to grow and waiting Mm. for it to happen. Challenging also as being social media hmm. um there's not I, I can't drink caffeine but if i could have caffeine i probably would be overdosed on it by now <laughs> with that um you know when the when the wi-fi goes down you know i, I don't generally swear uh, but there's been one or two or twice a bit <laughs> my language has become a little bit colorful along. <laughs> Well, I thought, you know, and I'm like, Oh, no, I <laughs> can't say that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it's the I think the um, the sort of marketing side, uh, which has been very challenging, has brought out sometimes the worst in me because I don't it, it has been frustrating. Mm. Um, because I want to know it now, because I want to get out there now. Mm. And I want to help more people now. But if I don't know about me, they don't they're not finding me you know um, and I guess
1: like part of the battle with, with you, your business probably is that people don't even know that a business like yours exists let alone whether or not you know, to search for it
2: you've you've just hit on something very interesting there and I don't know how to get past this problem is I had a, um, an interesting conversation with some a Google expert because I'm like okay I've got to learn Google Another, another one and uh, so I had a chat with this guy and I was saying, so he said, what do you do? And I said, I custom make eyewear. That's my niche. That's my difference. I style people. So I'm an eyewear stylist and I custom make eyewear. That's my niche difference from all the other optical companies. Apart from the fact that yes, I spend time with people. um, But my niche difference is that there's no one custom making by style like I'm doing. And he said right okay so what's your keywords and i said well it would be custom made eyewear nothing comes up because nobody's searching for custom Mm. made We don't know it's an actual thing Mm. um so that is the thing and you know roger's been around a long time but the service that i'm offering is very different it's not just going and saying oh well there's a frame on the shelf and you know the roger and the frames are very different they're very bold but you've got to be styled into that different, mm. you've got to be styled into that bold, you've got to be styled into the right color. But he said to me in the end that it, I would be wasting my money on Google because if you just put glasses, then all the big companies, the corporate companies who are throwing mega bucks at Google search words will come way above little old yeah. me yeah. not, not that, and won't waste that amount of money on that because i don't want to have to put my glasses up just to get my name on google i'd rather be patient and wait for the the name to happen um but the net changing the name i changed my name i don't know whether you realize that just um less than a year ago
1: oh what was it before
2: it was called spiritual eyes Um,
1: oh yes i remember that now yeah
2: yeah so and it was difficult for people to spell because it was spiritual and then e-y-e-s so it was it was getting a little bit difficult for people to find. And everybody kept saying, Oh, you're the glasses lady. <laughs> and, um, are you the glasses lady? And it kept and then this one lady came to me from south of the river and I said, Oh, can I ask how you're weird about me? She's Oh yeah. She's just Googled the glasses lady. <laughs> and interestingly, I'd actually, because of what people were saying, I'd put eyes at the side, the glasses lady. And she said, you came up first there and I was you go. Like, no way. So I was Googling it independently, you know, the glasses lady and there. I was, so it was a sign, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, um, and my husband just said, you are the glasses lady. Yeah, that's. Brilliant. And I, like, cause I said, Oh, should it just be glasses? lady?" it went, no, you are the glasses. Lady. Yeah, there is no other, There's no There's, other name yeah. for it. Um, so in a roundabout way. Um, I don't know whether somebody's looking out for me somewhere but in a roundabout way that was my Google um, search words yeah type. I love that
1: that's really uh, clever
2: if somebody searches glasses and lady I'll come up yeah yeah that's brilliant so um yeah so that was uh that was an interesting <laughs> it was, you know it, most people would have a name and stick with it mm. oh not me you No, know, I had to go on <laughs> no
1: but it's good it's yeah. changed it for the better I think so what would what kind of advice would you give to someone who wanted to start their own business especially maybe someone who wanted to start their own business in a field that you know no one's ever done before or um like you something completely different what advice
2: would you give them Uh, be patient I mean that's the the biggest thing it's not going to happen overnight Mm. um and stay with your passion stay what you believe in and don't let people change that because that's the other thing is that you will come across people who know better, who think they know better, who, who wants to, who likes to give you their advice. Um, and I listen to everybody and I take on their advice mm-hmm. and I sit and think, will that work for me? Um, and there's been some really good advice out there that I have taken on board, um, but there's been some not so good um, that didn't sit well with me. Mm. Or you should be doing, um you know, you should be doing two an hour, or you should be doing seeing four people an hour. No, I shouldn't, mm. because that's not what my business is about, mm. and that's not my success story. And when I sat down and I said to you, you know, my success story doesn't look like that because it's not about being a millionaire. And my husband said, "We'll never have a Lamborghini," <laughs> but, uh, you know, an ocean liner. He said, "But." We're happy. Um exactly.
1: That's
2: more we're happy. Sort of. it's very important is being happy doing what you're doing. Um, and just keep trying. I mean I I wake up from the moment I wake up to I go to bed, I'm thinking about the business and I never stop working. But work is not work to me anymore. Mm. It's a way of life. So my job is my way of life mm. and the way I've set it up, I love. I I just can't tell you how much i love it i'm i'm in control of what i do i see people when i want to see them um i will see them at night time if they can't see me um to help them um, i'm styling lady over east at the moment oh wow and um, we're, we're actually doing it on images at the moment to wow. start with um and yeah, and, and we'll be doing Zoom next because I do do Zoom. Not, I, I don't mind doing the Zoom if I can see it clearly, if mm. I can see the face and the features clearly. Um, uh, getting to know the personality is good on Zoom, um, but I do love to see people in person. There's yeah. nothing better than seeing someone in person. Of course, I will not and will not do multifocals in, over uh, online mm. because. I, when I'm measuring for multifocals, which are the lenses for people who have got aging eyes. So when Mm. you get in your forties, you start need something for the near vision as as well as far. Yeah. It's so important to get the centers in the lenses in the exact right, right place. So I will have people sat down. I will have them stood up. I will get them walking. I had a guy six foot seven. I got the stepladder out the garage <laughs> to stand on the stepladder. So I was, I was um the same level as him. So I could make sure that the measurements that I took were perfect. And he said, well, I've never had this done before. <laughs> I know I want it right. <laughs> you know, and, and, and the thing is that somebody actually said to me, another optical pr- practice said, how many uh, dispensing errors do you get? And I said, I don't.
1: Mm. And he went,
2: what? And I said, the reason I don't get dispensing errors is because I do not rush anyone and I don't rush myself. Mm. So spending that time initially means that it's very important to do it initially because then it's less likely to be wrong. Yeah. You know, do you know what's important is that when people bring, when the optometrist does the test, it's generally right. Mm. So when the numbers come out of an opt from the optometry room, he's done his job or her job and the numbers are generally right the biggest problem is a dispensing error Mm. it does not listen to the um, to the patient or client um about their what their work life looks like what their leisure time looks like to match the lens to their occupational and lifestyle needs Mm. if they don't watch how they walk watch how they sit watch how they hold themselves a very tall people might stew. Mm. very small people might raise, raise their head different measurements taking that time to get to know your client makes you do a much better job that's and as a dispenser they have to care mm. about what they do and you know and that's the thing is that once you leave that professional optometrist who's generally doing a good job of looking after you you go out into the store and you've got to hope that Um, somebody who you're presented with actually cares enough to look after you Mm. Um, and there are some good ones out there but there are also some that are not they're not trained in the right um, areas to help you certainly
1: with styling it's true of any business isn't it like the more care that you put into working with your clients the better the end result if you take the time to truly listen to what it is they need and how you can help them you're much more likely to get a result that aligns with what they're actually looking for
2: Absolutely, mm. one one hundred percent. It's just, you know, why don't people care? It's like, yeah, I, I
1: don't know. You know, <laughs> they're not passionate like you. I think that's what it comes down to, really. Yeah, isn't it?
2: It shouldn't be just a job, and you know, no. anybody works in a job. Um, love what you do. If you don't mm. love, it, move on. Yeah. You know, if, start right. your own business. You yes. Know? I'm such a big believer in
1: that. I don't understand these people who work in jobs for 20 years that they hate. I'm like, why are you wasting your life? Why mm-hmm. do something you hate every day? does it makes no sense to me. But so many people do it, unfortunately. And um yeah. yeah I, I guess wish I'd done
2: set years ago. I'd be honest with you. I should have done it years ago. <laughs> um I well, was it's never asked... too late. It's never too late. And that's another thing that I wanted to say to um all the the people out there who's in the late fifties like me don't be afraid to start again Mm. and and start your business. Because for me, it's been life changing. For me, I have a home life balance that is make me so happy. Mm. that now I I can spend time with my family if I choose to. Mm. I can work when I'm not with my family. You know, I can see people at night and be with my family in the day, I can juggle my time to suit my lifestyle and my husband's it is said we are this is a business for retirement Mm. you know we will continue this when he retires Mm. I feel like I've retired I feel like I'm this (laughs) business is my retirement because I I just love what I do it's not when I see people it's like having a coffee with a friend you know it's it's um you know at the weekend when I had an open day and people would come in to just sit and chat with me and, and have a coffee and, and a bite to eat, you know, and, and it's um, yeah, it, it, it's wonderful. It's yeah. Well, well
1: done. You're doing a great job. And where can people find you by Googling the glasses lady, I assume? It, yeah. <laughs> they,
2: they can Google the glasses lady. They can find me on Facebook. Um, if they just put the glasses lady, uh, I'm on Facebook. If they put the glasses lady Perth on Instagram, they will find me on Instagram or they can email me, Tracy, without a knee at theglasseslady.com.au.
1: Well, thanks so much, Tracy. It's been a really insightful conversation and I wish
2: you all the best. Thank you very much. It's been lovely to, to meet you on Zoom today, Carmen, and do have a wonderful day. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the Committed Creative Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and learned at least one thing that will help you stay on the creative path.
1: If you liked it, please subscribe as there's plenty more to come. And we'd love it if you could leave us a review if you found the podcast worthwhile. And if you didn't, please send us your feedback. We're all ears. You can check us out online at redplatypuscreative.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at redplatypuscreative.
0: Remember... You are not alone in your creativity and you can make money from your creative pursuits. See you next time when we speak to another creative mind that's committed to making their way work.
1: Here's to going all in and becoming
0: a committed creative.